welcome to the Welcome What the Fuck podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork review show. Um, we have for once, uh, well second time actually, done a little bit of potting outdoors. Again we're in the fans museum like we were last time after I think the, I want to say the Portsmouth game. But it's the Scotland Sunderland Branches fifth or sixth trip this season I think it is. We've kept up the winning run so we thought we'd, we'd do a bit of roaming potting. We were going to be doing it. Um, before the game but unfortunately there was a band that was incredibly loud in Victor's that would have made it completely pointless um, joining me as he occasionally does is Phil Wilson from the Sunderland Scottish Central branch you alright Phil? yes I'm good Graham. I think uh, you rightly pointed to the incredible records that we have this season uh, as far as official trips are concerned we are absolutely nailing it I think other branches are absolutely pleading for us to come to every single game. Uh, somebody even said earlier on that if we go to every game, we'll be in the Premier League in no time. So, no, happy just, days. No, I've just remembered about sitting here as well, that trains pass. Yeah, yeah. People quite like well, that. that was fun. Yeah, it's fun. Quite ethereal, isn't it? Um, and we've got a, a pod debutant. Hopefully he doesn't start as much as he did two minutes ago. But, Gaz, how are you doing? You all right? I'm fine, mate. How are you? Happy after the win? Fun, a brilliant win. Absolute brilliant win. 5-1, can't get any better. Do you know the best thing about this as well? I kind of forgot that we're doing it late. We're quite a few pints deep and this could go incredibly south, incredibly fast. But Phil, I've got to come to you first as always. Uh, 5-1 win. It sounds as, as good as it was, but overriding feeling of the game? Um, we, I think we were all a little bit nervous coming into this one um, just because it looked like a complete banana skin. Cambridge rested seven players during the week and took a 2-0 defeat to Charlton on like they didn't care about it because they wanted to come to the stadium late and put on a show and um, obviously 12 minutes in when the uh, the centre half wiped out Ross Stewart when he was clean through on goal just changed the whole game we bossed it we had all of the ball sitting here thinking 5-1 could have easily been 6 or 7 but looking at the crazy league table we're, we're three teams on 80 points but now the difference is we are the the top of those three teams on 80 points because of the five goals we've knocked in today so we don't know what the future holds we've got two games left um, some have only got one but I have a feeling the 5-1 today is going to make a big difference um, come this time um, next weekend when the goal difference is probably going to be quite crucial yeah I think it's going to be massive guys so the same question to you all riding fields of the game four points later and two hours after full time stuff. <laughs> yeah I think it was a good game controlled it like Phil said uh, sending off I think had a big big part of playing it Yeah. Um, but the good thing about it is, is Ross Stewart scoring again uh, that's going to be massive going into the playoffs so so yeah long may I continue I think you touch on Ross Stewart there Phil I'll, I'll, I'll throw this question back at you as well as the train wonderfully comes past um, we've wanted oh going to South Gosford there we go just wait for you to go past. There we go. Nice bit of uh, wonderful noise in the background. But Phil, um, guys, touched there on on Ross Stewart scoring. Um, first one was a penalty. I think he needed it. I thought the second one, while his first touch wasn't the greatest, he he made sure the second one was really good. Um, we need all of our players firing and going into the playoffs. I think that's 11, 12 games unbeaten. But it was desperate. Ross Stewart got on the on the market, and he could have had about five of himself today. I think, couldn't he? 
Yeah, he could. It was one of those games today where, uh, I mean, I think Lyndon Gooch probably put about five crosses at least he on his head. He was incredible today. And just said, on you go, Ross Stewart, just, just go and head that in. Um, he's suddenly become a penalty king. Obviously, he yeah. had the two at Wigan where he just knocked them away. Today, we were a little bit nervous because he hadn't scored for so long. Um, and it was, it was a crucial part of the game because, again, we've been around a long time. We've seen these situations where... We've got in a good position and then we missed the penalty and all of a sudden it's like not looking so good but he put it away absolutely beautifully sent the keeper the wrong way and then yeah the second one first touch was absolutely horrendous um, yeah. second touch was of dreams just to spin on it and it's like he meant the first touch to make corner. sure he got the second one didn't it like, but we were talking about this on the train on the way down he'd gone a long time without scoring a goal in open play yeah and he really needed goals today and he's got them so Pritchard coming on on about the hour mark as well going into the last couple of games and hopefully touching words here into the playoffs if we've got Pritchard Broadhead who got his goal as he always does uh, and Stewart as the attack in three um, I don't know what that's going to look like formation wise but I wouldn't fancy playing us no I, I said that today I mean it's maybe it's maybe tempting fate a little bit but um I think often a lot of the times when we get into playoffs or we get into a position where you're looking at who we're going to play sometimes you go well who do I not fancy the, the truth is I don't think anyone would fancy Sunderland at the minute if I'm completely honest and maybe that's um, me being overconfident but I wouldn't fancy playing a team that is looking relatively sturdy at the back scoring goals and ultimately look like a really hard team to beat because I know we've picked up a couple of draws what Lincoln, Charlton, Plymouth but these teams that are coming up against us and the players have to beat us and at the minute we don't look like we're an easy team to beat at the very least um, but Ross Stewart's going goal is, is massive I'll, I'll go back to the, the red card guys um, the, che- the the Cheltenham we didn't play Cheltenham today <laughs> the Cambridge manager said he felt like it changed the game um, I read a few of the comments from Alex Neal without quoting him directly I think he more or less said he thought it was a little bit harsh that he knew it was a penalty but he thought it was a bit harsh um, my initial reaction was absolutely no chance that it was a red card no one in the southwest corner was shouting for it but did it have a massive impact on the game? I mean, obviously it changed it, but I, f- I felt like we were in control even before that. Well, I mean, personally, I think it was a red cut because where, where we were sitting, uh, I was sitting with Phil and it, he definitely brought him down inside the box. He was last man, so I think it was possibly a red cut. Um, did it have a bearing on the game? Well, when you play against 10 man, your Gucci's and, and people like that can yeah. get forward more. So... So yeah, I, I probably did have a bearing on the game. Would it have changed the result if it was 11 men? Possibly not, because today, on today's performance, Cambridge weren't that good. Um, so so would Sunderland have won the game regardless if it was 10 men, 11 men? Who knows? But but yeah, 10 men probably did make a difference, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to think that we would have kicked on either way. I mean, obviously the penalty would have been scored. I think we looked train again wonderful thank you very much thank you very much Metro you know what it is they're always cancelled apart from the time when I when I don't want them to be cancelled but the time that I would kind of like them to be cancelled decided that they're on thanks very much my Metro um, what the fuck live it's what the fuck live yeah yeah <laughs> you, you can't plan for these kind of things please don't say fuck a bugger um, <laughs> in regards to Lyndon Gooch we kind of had a bit of a wee Gooch at the start and one of his 
I wouldn't say his biggest critics, but like I think you can all see, unfortunately, the limitations that Lyndon Gooch has. But today was all about the, the benefits and the pros that Lyndon Gooch has and kind of a hark back to maybe his first season in League One, especially the first six months. But how good was Lyndon Gooch today? Yeah, actually interesting that you've talked back to the first six months of being in League One, Lyndon Gooch, which seems a long time ago. About a million years ago. about that first game where he's diving header uh, to win us the game mm. in, in the dying minutes. And I think we spoke about him on the train. I think we covered every player on the train on the yeah. way down. We completely chastised him. Uh, no, and he is a definitely one game in ten winger. Yeah, Wingers are obviously famous for maybe not turning it on every week I hope he's earned his place for Tuesday that's for sure oh absolutely um, I hope he can prove us all wrong and get well he's, he's going to be playing right wing on Tuesday there's, there's just no no doubt about that that he can go and do what he did because when he plays like that it just proves us all wrong and there's no I issue mean, there's no issue when he plays like that and I think I think the thing that gets me with Gooch, what I was trying to scratch my head with today is, why did he play better? Someone said maybe he had less defensive abilities. I thought, and I've thought this a few times, when Bailey Wright plays on the right-hand side of a three, we've said this for ages, back to the days when we had Johnson, we're better with a three, I think. But when Bailey Wright plays on the right-hand side of a three, because he has played right-back before, and because he is really good defensively, I really think that helps Lyndon Gooch, because it's almost like the defensive responsibility comes away from him completely. Um, I quite like Bailey Wright on the right-hand side of that three as opposed to being in the middle. I, I, I would quite like to continue with that. I think it helps Gooch. Yeah, totally agree. Um, try not to have any negatives here, but yeah. I think... Um, I know you're not, not Sirkin's biggest fan. No. Um, Doyle obviously came back in out of the blue today because of Winchester's injury. Uh, on the on the, the left of the three, I think Sirkin will come back into that. If Sirkin's fit on Tuesday, I think... And I hope, from my personal perspective, we will see Sirkin, Bart in the middle and right on on the right of the three. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a completely against the discussion we had on the train on the way down. That <laughs> Gooch will be unleashed on the right side of the of the midfield to just go and attack the fullback because, yeah, he's, that's football, isn't it? He's just completely proved us wrong again today. He's got. Somebody said to me, oh, he looks like a player who's uh, fighting for his contract. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so he did. <laughs> we've seen a few of those in the past, all of a sudden put in a performance. But we've seen that. He just doesn't produce it often enough. But he had that left back, and I think they replaced the left back at some point during the game. I think three went to seven. They had him on toast. He absolutely it was tortured so, him. He tortured him. And it was just from a centre forward. Obviously, he put that one on, put that one on Broadhead's head, didn't yeah, he? he did. It was just... Yeah. Beautiful, just there were so many that he just put direct in people's head. head. Just do that, mate. Just it, I, I felt like today he beat his man and put the ball in. And my pet hate, if you're listening, Jack Clark, is beating your man four times. Um, I hate that if you're a winger. I'm in, I'm in the Nicky Summerby campaign. You don't need to beat your man if you can put a good cross in. Um, Alan Johnson maybe slightly bit different, beat one man and put a cross in. For me, that's what I grew up with. So that was a Nicky Summerby right wing performance was. today. It was, That's it was the that highest level. praise we could possibly give. He was, that was a Nicky Summerby right wing performance. Today. Every ball in was good. Every ball in was good from him. And I think if he if he plays like that, that's Lyndon Gooch that we thought was going to be one of the better players in this division. Again, it comes down to consistency, and and I, and I pray and hope that he, he can be as 
good as he was today on a much more consistent level. Well, didn't even have to be as good as today. Almost as good as today. Just a bit more quality going in the box. And he's such an he's such a uh, a weapon to have if that happens. Guys, I'll, I'll come to you with Phil touch there on Callum Doyle being back in. Um, it's weird. I've spoken the preview show during the week about to the the Jordan, uh, the Cambridge guest, about which players he was worried about, and he he earmarked Callum Doyle as the best player that was on the pitch at the the away game and I kind of forgot that he was there he went oh has he been injured I was like I actually kind of forgot he was been there since since Niels came in he hasn't really had it I wouldn't say he hasn't had a chance he was right to be pulled out the firing line and Niels obviously picked the team that, that suits him but he put um, Winchester on the left hand side of the back three day he got injured and, and kind of the next step in with Sirkin being injured was, was Callum Doyle I, I thought he fell asleep during the first goal but I thought after like Cambridge's goal I actually thought he looked like he could make that position his own if he continues that form. Quite an impressive performance from the whole back three, though, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, you're right. What you say about him losing his position and all that there, you know, that, that was probably rusty. Yeah. You know, he, he's been out for what I don't know, a month, couple of months now, something like that. Easily. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, obviously players need to get the rhythm back again and stuff like so that. But when when he did uh, settle down, yeah, I think he was quite comfortable. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, what you want is is players playing in the right positions. You know, we had Winchester. You know, he's technically a midfielder. He's played on the right side, but today he was on the left side. You know, if we can get the players playing in the right positions going into the playoffs, that's only going to help us. Uh, and ho- hopefully, you know, Doyle on the left side, Bailey right on the right, and even Bath in the in the middle uh, going forward into the playoffs, it'll, it'll be a good solid solid defence for us. And then. You know, with the attacking threat we've got, you know, I, I, I definitely think we'll score a goal against anybody, to be honest. Um, and obviously, yeah, if Ross Stewart is going to be, you know, scoring goals again, yeah, yeah, I'm. Phil, Phil will tell you, I'm, I'm one of the, you know, the optimistic guys. I, I've said for a while, you know, we, we're going to Wembley, we're going to do it this year. And, and, I, and seeing that today, uh, yeah, I, I still think that. <laughs> I'm not being cocky, but yeah, I still think that. I'm quite confident, mate. I feel quite confident as well. And I think it, that's probably a, a big point to make there, as you touched on players being in the right positions. Um, for a few weeks, and I can't argue because we've been unbeaten, and Alex Neal will tell me I'm an idiot probably in his lovely, wonderful, typical <laughs> manner if I was to speak to him over that. And I'd let him do it, to be fair. Um, but I don't like players in the wrong positions. I just don't. I, I don't to me, I don't see Winchester as a right-sided or left-sided centre-half. Um, as much as he tries as hard as he can. I don't like Jack Clark as a left wing back. I don't particularly like Patrick Roberts as a left or right wing back. But today, almost kind of out of necessity, especially with the injury towards Winchester, you had, in my opinion, apart from maybe Patrick Roberts, plays in the right positions. Um, I dare say Alex Neal would take advice from myself. I dare say he <laughs> listens to this. But if he is listening, maybe that's a bit of evidence that plays in the right positions can produce even better than what's been produced over the past few weeks. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, look at Gooch today. You know, when when you put him in his right position going forward, yeah. you know, he is a threat. And and yeah, I mean, I, I was one of the ones turning and said, oh, look, Gooch can cross a ball. Uh, because he hasn't done that a lot uh, over the, the, the previous months. But, but today, when he had the freedom to go forwards, he, he was producing. Um, and yeah, get the get the right players in the right positions. Um, that that's basically all we need to need to focus on. Uh, but like you said, Alex Neil will will have a better understanding. He's the one that sees the churning ground. I don't see the churning grounds. But but yeah, all these players coming back. Hopefully, Winchester's injury's not not as not that bad. Um, but yeah. Um, Without sounding cocky and you know the typical Sunderland fan in League One, I, I, I'm confident. I really am. Yeah, me too. I mean, um, Phil, we've said for ages, like off air and 
on air not that this is a radio station it's my phone um, but I think we spoke sort of via WhatsApp messages and stuff about wanting to be that team going in the playoffs that's in form slowly but steadily we are we're getting better week on week for me I know people might point to the Plymouth game that was a poor performance I'm quite happy to say well if it was poor we got nil nil draw and we played two games in four days maybe a little bit more tired but we are looking good and we are steadily looking more like you can see what Neil's plan is and I know some people said he's unattractive but um, not person, not looking I mean he's football um, he's, I'm, sh- I'm sure his wife thinks he's a very attractive man um, but in terms of like the way that we play we are, we are getting better and going into these playoffs which you know touch wood we're getting going to get into over these next few games are we the form team going into the playoffs for us? <laughs> okay so I think we need to have a reality check. We're sitting here in the fans' museum. We're looking at one of the best stadiums. We're looking at one of the best stadiums in the country. We can literally see it from here where we're sitting. And we're talking about, are we the foam team going into the third division playoffs? Uh I think we long ago came to terms with this. Um, This is where we are. We've got no control over this. We've got another 32,500 fans today. Uh Um, Easily the the biggest supported club outside of the Premier League and probably half of the Premier League as well. Uh, Sunderland fans, Mackhams, whatever we want to call ourselves, we're all realists. We're uh, we're quite down to earth, shall yeah. we say? We're, yeah, we're probably for the first time. Is this your roundabout way of telling me we're not going to win the playoffs? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so we are going to win the playoffs. Phil. No, I'm not saying that either. <laughs> Every time I get a WhatsApp message off Phil, he always says, "Just calm down, just calm down, just, just chill out. <laughs> don't get too mad, don't get too sad." No, okay. Look, maybe I've channeled a bit of Alec Neil here because we just take the next game. Simple mm-hmm. as that. We don't look ahead to the playoff semi-final, the May 21st at Wembley. We've won today. We're still only one point ahead of seventh. Somehow, this is mental, we're on 80 points, and we're still only one point ahead of the team Mentally. who are just outside of the playoffs. I have a good feeling. It's mm-hmm. a strange situation for us because, again, reality check here, we're going into the playoffs, we're not chasing second, we're just looking to get in there, and these are the teams, so I guess a bit of role reversal, these are the teams who have, like the Blackpools, for example, who have come into it in yeah. form. We're unbeaten in 11 now, is it? 10, 11 games? 11, 12, I think. Um, Alec Neal has absolutely sorted out the defensive side of things, which was our biggest problem. Yeah. Um, you spoke about the Plymouth game earlier on. I had a bit of a fear about that one because they sold out their their home end and I started to think about Rotherham, about Bolton, about Chef Wade, about Portsmouth, where that group of players are absolutely folded going to grounds where the home end had sold out and they were it's their big match and we'd just been turned over so he sorted that out I'm going to be a little bit apprehensive I'm loving what I'm seeing absolutely loving we're sitting here 5-1 regardless of the 10 men situation um, if I was a, a neutral looking at this playoff race I'm thinking I want I to be Sunderland. be Sunderland I want to be Sunderland with that yeah, group of players me too with that form but yeah we are Sunderland at the end of the day and <laughs> that's why we're not that confident because we're no all that's the thing uh, you can you find can, a way of mucking up you can have all of that kind of rationale 
as to why we might win the playoffs and then the, the rationale of why we might completely mess it up but the rationale is always the same well with Sunderland there's no actual rationale put behind it just we're so used to that kind of thing happening um, Pritchard back today um, guys obviously big one uh, you've touched on it slightly before him staying fit and being in the team alongside Nathan Broadhead is going to be absolutely enormous isn't oh, it yeah definitely I mean he, he's your man that can just you know pull a m- moment of magic out of the thin air you know three kicks you know that pass so so yeah that that's brilliant to see him coming back um, he plays at a higher level doesn't he like yeah. when you see him you're like you I, I think it was a little dink chip he did today and like I didn't see the pass I don't think anyone else on the pitch saw it hence why it didn't really work out but it's like there's only really Pritchard that pulls that kind of thing out I wish we had McGeady five years ago yeah. and Pritchard and Broadhead and Stewart up front because I'd feel really confident about probably going up automatically um, to be honest but um, he's just massive isn't he Pritchard he's such a big player yeah definitely but, but though you know the way we're playing just now you know, there's other players that are actually starting to step up. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Broadheads, I mean, he goes that as he scored since he come back from injury. You know, Ross is like Silly the Stewart, really. getting a few goals, like we said. Gooch, today, uh, was, was brilliant. Um, you know, get the, you know, obviously, Serkin was out today. You know, if Serkin comes back, you've got that wing back on there. So, so yeah, it's, there just seems to be something this year different from previous years where, you know, is it Alex Neal factor? Um, it's like a quiet uh, confidence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Normally you're shiting yourself, and there's like a quiet confidence here where you think, we're not a bad side, actually. Yeah, and the defence, I mean, obviously, we, well, that goal we conceded today was a shocker. Aye, you know, that, that was the um, one negative, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously that's, you know, you're 2 nothing up, and then you concede that goal, and you think, here we go again. It's eh? like you're so, at your weakest in sometimes when you score and that's what that goal struck me as. It's yeah. like the lads, I think, just kind of went, oh, great, great 2-0. Callum Doyle just coming on, losing his man, to be fair. Um, but after that, they're never really troubled. But it is one yeah. of the negatives, maybe, I suppose. Isn't it? Yeah, but there's, yeah, I, I just think there's a, even with all the fans inside the ground, there's just this little quiet confidence. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, being a Sunderland fan, we're, we're all at the back of our heads, is Sunderland going to do a Sunderland? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just, just, there's something this year, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I feel like that, and obviously we'll listen back to this in three weeks' time when we've duffed the playoffs and obviously come back to it, but um, right here at this moment in time, this is a, a review slash reaction, whatever you want to prefer, at this moment in time we're feeling confident, ask us again in three weeks' time, and that feeling might have evaporated out of our backsides as it sometimes does as Sunderland fans. But we books. literally just, were sitting here having 1-5-1 at home and still worried about <laughs> actually doing a Sunderland. Oh no, what about Plymouth? <laughs> um, what, what, what about if Plymouth do you know? Um, before we go, one player I really want to touch on. We've spoken an awful lot about Lyndon Gooch. Spoke a lot about. I think so, mate. Aye. Um, in regards to, obviously, the players we spoke about today, there's been a few that were singled out. Uh, there's been players that we've said that would be important in the running. Um, one person we haven't mentioned who I think, if you take Lyndon Gooch out, was absolutely superb today and I think he's been good for a while he scored eight goals this season and he's assisted seven got another one a day Elliot Embleton um, playing slightly deeper I think Embleton's got a big part to play in the end of this campaign huge wow um, I wasn't aware of that stat yeah it's it, it kind of creeps up when he doesn't it like I looked at the other day and I was like eight goals and seven assists he's our third top goal scorer and I don't think he's started as many as some I mean 
obviously he was the only one in the stadium who had spotted that the keeper was off his line from that free kick and when he killed it over the top of the Do you think he meant it? No. No, I mean, it was a complete fluke. I thought you thought he meant it, and I'm thinking, oh, Phil, this is not going to go across well. Okay, so you've kind of surprised me with this because I was I didn't know who you Honestly, were going to talk about. Honestly, it's like sneaked up on me. I like, thought you were going to talk about Patterson or something like that. Who's absolutely yeah, owning the, the goalkeeper? My shirt. number one, hundred percent. Yeah, he's, I don't think Hoffman's going to get back in the squad based on Alex Dingle's fresh confidence today. Like he's done what? Well, I don't know about that. All can, right, move on. Yeah, can we give a big shout out for Patterson because it's uh, been great, hasn't he? He's absolutely taken me by surprise. It's he lovely and commands safe. his area. You and I were talking about Tommy Sorensen earlier on. Yeah, um, I know it's big, big, big praise, praise putting, but putting him on those. He has come on a long way. He's a young guy. That's what he needs to do. He looks so assured for like a what twenty-two-year-old kid, Max. He's, he's come on. He's come on a lot since he first came into the team. Via obviously getting recalled by Notts from Notts County. Um, and the other thing I noticed today, sorry, I'm no, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I was going to say Embo's very disappointed we'll now. Right, if you're okay, no, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to Embo. I'm coming back to Embo. Four academy players at the end of the end of the game today. We had Embo, Neil, Gooch, Neil. Patterson. Yeah, all come through the academy. Embleton, right. I've got a bit of a problem with Embleton because I've seen that coming. I knew it was coming. He's got. He has got a fantastic left foot, but he really wants to have his right foot as good as his left foot. Well, so I think about two minutes before he killed that free kick in the top corner, yeah. I said, I wish Emil would stop pretending that he's got a right foot. <laughs> and sure enough, he killed the right the right foot uh, free kick right into the top he's corner. Probably, he it? obviously heard you. Okay, yeah, he's, he's completely proved me wrong there. It's definitely in the back of our head that he got promotion with Blackpool last mm-hmm. season, playing every game. Um, and obviously massively contributing to what Blackpool did. He scored a beauty, didn't he, last in the semi-final? We are hugely embarrassed with Richards as far as third division of English football is concerned yeah. in midfield. We've got a ridiculous amount of midfielders. So you're really going to have to do something to get in there. But again, a bit like we said about Gooch, again, not the biggest thing about Gooch is he's one game in ten. Today was his one game. Embleton... He's come up some big moments in the last few weeks. Yeah, um, you know, with his with his left foot. Generally, when he, he's he's killed the ball in from the right hand side today, he's, he's knocked one in. He doesn't shy away. He wants the ball. He'll take free kicks. He'll he'll come short. He'll take the ball on. Um, what would I give him today? I'll give him an eight out of ten. Who's great? Today. I'm not sure he's going to play on Tuesday. Oh, did would you not play him? I quite liked him today. I think he's a shoe in. I think if Gucci's is not playing, Embo is like man of the match for me. We've got a lot of options in the centre of the park, and I'm, Alec Neil's problem is where does he put them all? Clark obviously hasn't played today. Matete hasn't played today. Yeah. Um, Maybe he brings Matete back in great, to be a bit more defensive. It's a great, it's a great problem to have. But yeah, what did I give him? Eight out of ten. Like he was, he was, he was really good today, and I really want him to do well. There's definitely something there. There's just something I'll a little bit I feel like a few people are that with Embo now I used to be and I've, I've kind of gone over that edge and gone alright I kind of understand it I kind of I, I see what he does I quite like him deeper I think he reads the game very well um, another player that played well today I can't believe I'm saying it uh, Corey Evans I thought Evans played well today well, let's go back to the last pod we did Graham when I was uh, guest appearance uh, mm-hmm. when I said Every team needs a Corey Evans who just sits... You actually compared him with the day just, of the shops. I did. The water carrier. And he's the water carrier. Well, and, like the water and you boy. and Brad absolutely 
you send the with the water boy, you Brighton, no no, I hate him, he's not, he's not. I said, no. Every team, a successful team, has a player in the centre of the park who just takes the ball and gives it to somebody else who can do something with it. And he's our player. And I absolutely accepted that he was not performing at the top of his powers. And it was Dave who'd said in the first eight games he was amazing, which yeah, he was. He played well the first few games. He was. Yeah. And he's, listen, he's. Him and Patterson, um, Bailey Wright, Stewart, Broadhead, they're the first They're the first names on the team sheet. And at the end of the day, you're building the rest of the team around those guys. It feels really nice to be speaking about players and not wanting to actually like murder everyone of them, doesn't it? Which is a massive change. So, um, cue a couple of weeks' time when we, we do want to murder them all. Hopefully not, though. But um, that's our 20, 28 minutes. Bloody hell. We went quite far there. Hopefully you've enjoyed the ethereal sounds of the, the trains near the Fans Museum and the Metros. Um, but I 5-1... Um, Guys, happy with that? Oh, very happy. Yeah, yeah. Five more wins to come, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'll even take like four wins in one of the draws. Yeah. Something to get us to a final, I guess. And, um, but five wins would be nice. Phil, I think ultimately we've kind of touched it. You can kind of hear what we've been saying here with the sun shining, stadium lights just over the road, trains coming past, far too many pints deep to be doing a podcast, but here we are. But ultimately, great day, isn't it? Yeah. It is. We came down very apprehensive, wrongly, about Cambridge at home. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we are where we are. But the guys delivered today. Look, we went out. They went out at ten men. I'm not too sure it would have been any different if they'd had eleven. We I don't think it would have been. We are absolutely. Better. We are in form. We are the team. We are the team that you're looking at, thinking, shit. They are. They are the team you don't want to. Play. No one should want to come over here. And um, also as well. Central Scotland branch trips were undefeated still. Absolutely, we've, we've conceded only one goal in the entire trek. Yes, I every know, game we've beaten you, this is the I first know. goal we've conceded. Central Scotland branch is having an incredible run. It's a hell of a season. So if you want to pay for branch trips, anyone that's listening, if you want to sponsor the branch trips, feel free. Um, and of course, as we all know, beating Cambridge at home is not for everyone. Hey. The bags. <laughs> <laughs>